Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Welcome back, everybody, to Sell Better, The Daily Sales Show, where we bring you daily sales advice. That's it. Simple, easy, nothing crazy. Uh, let us know what your role is. That's what we just put out there for the question for you now. And also, tell us where you're tuning in from in the chat. Morgan, welcome back, my man. The boy hey, what's... back and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> What's going, what's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's doing good out there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, while you're coming in, let us know where you're coming in from. We like to see the places that we've been. Morgan and I both very well-traveled humans. We've seen a lot of this world, and it's great to shout out the places that we've been. Amsterdam. Yes. What's going shout out, on? Shout out to Amsterdam. Croatia. That's what's popping. Shout out to London. Nash Vegas. Hit me up, Jeff. Hey, we're like neighbors, man. I'm in East Tennessee. Uh, LA. I had, a, I had a bad experience in LA, but we don't have to talk about that. San Diego, what's popping? Number one zoo. Number one zoo in the U.S. in San Diego. That's for real. Shout out to Surrey, UK. AZ in the house. Saudi Arabia. What time is it, Josh? What the hell are you doing in Saudi Arabia? That's yeah. nice. Uh All right, cool. Let's get to it right here. Uh, let's First, let's take a look. Who's in the room? Bam. SDRs, AEs, probably the most dominant persona to be in the room right now. Probably the heaviest users of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. That's what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about all things LinkedIn Sales Navigator. This is a masterclass. You guys don't need this guy to be introduced at all. Morgan J. Ingram, I call him Ming. Shout out Ming, is in the house right now. Welcome back. Yeah, if thank you guys you, don't call you. him Ming, you don't know. You don't know. That's a, that's a throwback high school nickname. It's a good time. It's a good time. It's tight. It's tight. Yeah, yeah. We can leave it right there. If, if you find the mixtape, let me know. Uh, all right, so this right here is what we are about. Scan this QR code right here to take you to sellbetter.xyz. Also, check out our YouTube channel. We put a lot of great stuff out there on YouTube every single day, and you want to be able to grab those highlights and the things that are in there for you so you can sell better every day. Big shout out to our partners. Without them, this show would not be possible. Apollo.io, what a great one-stop shop for all of your needs in working a pipeline. Also, Vidyard. I've been a Vidyard user since 2015. They have never let me down. Big thanks to Outreach. We're going to drop something in the chat right now. If you are not using this sequence software, get started with it right now. This is easy to do. All you got to do is download it and start thinking about how you talk to your customers and create your first sequence. It's very self-explanatory. We would love to see it. Reach out to us and give it to us if you want to. So big thanks to our partners right here. Fantastic team to work with. Great technology as well. This is what you're going to get new shit that came out in LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Uh, big ups to Morgan. He's going to show you a lot of interesting stuff. Before we get started, let me know in the chat. Uh, one is a beginner and three is an expert. What is your level of knowledge on LinkedIn Sales Navigator? Let me know in the chat right now. One, two, or three. Two is kind of in the middle. Oh, I see a lot of points. Look at this. Look at this. Intermediate. A lot of twos. He wrote out intermediate. A lot of twos. <laughs> if you're a three, well, shout out to you, but a lot of twos here. Okay. Yo, the threes are going to get some interesting stuff here too. Probably some workflow things that you haven't known. So uh, let's get to it, man. Talk to me about LinkedIn Sales Navigator's latest feature. You had a couple that you wanted to bring you up to the up to the forefront and Relationship Explorer was where you wanted to start. And I think you want to share your screen and get started with where we need to go in Relationship Explorer. Yep. All right, y'all. So this is going to be a very interactive piece. If you've been on my sales now stuff before, it's easier just to show you what's going on than be like, hey, you should try this out. So uh, what we're going to be diving into first is the Relationship Explorer. And to keep things super simple, let's just use LinkedIn as the example. I have a lot of connections there and we're just going to walk you through it. So how many of you even know about Relationship Explorer? Like, How many of you actually know about this? Like, Let me know the chat. I, before I even go into this, you should all even know what this is about. 
Like, let us know what's happening. Okay, yeah. So no. So I just want to see. Oh, we really people even know. People people might even not at all. Nope. All right. So nope. A lot of you, nope. A lot of people I don't even know. All right, y'all. So here's the thing. I'm about to save you a lot of time. If you do this, you'll feel a lot better. You'll have a lot a lot less straining eyes on your screen. Yeah. And you'll be able to be way more productive uh, at the end of the day. Okay. So essentially, what is Relationship Explorer? So it allows you to build persona mapping at scale without using your lead filters. So typically when I do these sessions, I tell people about lead filters, I give you all the different filters and build it out, et cetera. That's still fine. You can do that. But Relationship Explorer allows you to do this from a scalability standpoint. So, so for example, I have different ones, sales leadership, marketing, demand gen, the default persona is what I use when I train people. And then just like overall C-suite. For this example, we're just going to use marketing and I'm going to show you exactly how we go about this. Now, when you click on marketing, it gives you every single person that has certain marketing parameters inside of LinkedIn. But again, I gave it the distinctions. And so when you're creating a relationship explorer, I'm going to click edit so you can see what it looks like. You, you click the function. So for this one, it's marketing. Then I click the seniority level. Hey, I only want VPs and directors. And then the, and the, the current job titles. The only thing that sucks about the current job titles is you cannot create custom job titles like you can in other ones, right? So if I was looking for like uh, content, just like, let's see if it's see if they do have a head of content, so they have that. But if I wanted to do like a VP of content, there's not one, so. Okay, so I can't create that as a custom. So you just gotta be mindful of what, what are the exact titles that you want inside of SalesNap. Otherwise, at the end of the day, it's not gonna be helpful for you. It will not work. So that's an example. And if you have regions that's there, and I already know some people, wait, what about zip codes? They have zip codes here too. So whatever you need to do, it's there. Now, I'm going to save this. We're going to go back to what we we're talking about. All right. So now that we're here, the cool thing about this is now that I have my relate, this is, I get excited about this part because this saves you time. Now that you have these things already filed out, guess what? You click see all, it goes right into the lead filters. So guess what? You don't have to go through the lead filters, do all those searches that you did earlier. All you have to do is go in the account, click see all from a relationship explorer, and now you can get your leads immediately here. And here's the added benefit of what I'm saying that is not in lead filters that, again, some of y'all might miss here. Notice how at the bottom, it's already giving me, look, <laughs> y'all, I'm getting fired up. It already tells you someone recently was hired, right? So you don't have to do the 90 days if you don't want to, because it tell LinkedIn tells you. It tells you what they recently posted, so you don't have to do the spotlights. It tells you how many mutual connections are here, which by the way, if we open it up, I mean, it'll, it'll show you, right? It literally, look at this. It literally shows you, right? Right here. Then it shows you recent posts. It shows you the post right here. So I don't have to leave my window. I don't hope you all are catching this. Like, I don't have to leave anywhere, right? So now, I noticed this is all happening in one tab instead one of tab. four or five tabs open, right? Right. How many, yes. how many tabs? Let me know in the chat. How many tabs do you usually have open working LinkedIn? Oh, I was on probably like 10 plus for a lot of people. <laughs> Too many is the answer. Yeah. Per monitor. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Yo. Okay. So guess what? I'm saving you bandwidth here in your RAM. So I'm just going in, right? I can see all these different people, right? From there. And like, I'm already involved. So that's just it in itself, right? Also, as well, if I want to, I could add in any filters that I want. So if you're like, hey, uh, I want to add some more stuff. Yeah, go ahead. 
do what you need to do. First the reconnection, right? I can check it out. The other settings that you set up though, they they come back, right? If I if I cancel those out, if I close this tab or whatever, when I come back, those settings that I have in the relationship explorer, they stay, right? Those are my yeah, static. They settings. always stay. Yeah, they always stay as static. And that's the key, right? Is that I have static settings that will always work, right? Every single time. That's why you're doing it. Otherwise, you're building lists every single time, which is which is silly. I like yeah, it. especially for those people that have like a list of titles, right? And and you also mentioned on when we were talking about this, you said you got to be careful with the functions option in there too, right? And why why is the functions option? Something? Yeah, good call out. So John, you said can you show us the initial relationships for um on the home screen? Oh, you just you just go to the account. I don't know exactly what you're asking there, but. Um, we could go back if I'm missing something, but yeah, relationship explorer is down on the account page, John. That's your question. Yeah. Yeah. You could just create it within the, it's a way easier to create an account. Other lanes, like you would cause different confusion. So I think, um, yeah, I think the way to say it is like, these are my relationships that I'm exploring at my accounts. <laughs> yeah. So the function basically is just like, uh, yes, you can have up to five. So one, two, three, four, five, this is all I can have. So you shouldn't be going too crazy with it. Like five is optimal. That's how many typically, I know some organizations have way more from what I've trained, but five is optimal. If you need to get super granular, you can, but I found five is reasonable enough. This is new. So I'll tell you, they'll probably increase it to 10 then they'll do 15, but they'll do five for now. That's typically a, be a beta test with a small group that you can save because they yeah. want how many people reach five and how fast, right? And then they'll expand on it. That actually makes sense. Talk to me about the functions though, because there were some limitations there that people need to be aware of. Yeah. So just right here is what he's talking about is, look, you can only really get granular with what you know. So if you're in finance, stick to finance, right? Marketing, you stick to marketing, legal, you stick to legal. You, you could get, you can't add functions out of nowhere. So if you are strictly doing marketing, stay with marketing. Don't do marketing. I feel like it gets confusing. So there's five here, do one for marketing do one for sales, do one for customer success, do one for just C-suite, and then maybe do one for something else. Uh, there isn't a procurement, but I, I'm assuming purchasing would probably go under that. Probably. I'm, I'm assuming that's what it'd probably go under. Yeah. Uh, it, might, it might go under finance as well. You might find them under finance. Yeah, finance. I mean, that's probably another lane I would go to. So if they don't have your exact term, just find what's similar. But I do want to call this out because you need to put this because it will go rogue on you if you don't. So make sure you do that. 100%. Uh, all right. So let's talk about this in a workflow perspective. And we'll just ad lib this because I know that you're absolutely capable. Let's say somebody is getting started with Relationship Explorer. Uh, what is the first piece of the puzzle for them that would lead them to a new conversation with a stranger? Talk to me about how you would get a conversation with Gabe or with Lori or one of the, the prospects that are on your list here. Yeah. Uh, David, to answer your question, the function is the department. The persona is the job title. So when you're looking at this, let's just start diving in and go back to what I was looking at, right? Okay. You just go see all. Okay, cool. And then I'm going to show you all something in real time that's pretty cool. So I'm going to be like, okay. Like, I'm actually looking at this now. I'm like, actually, okay, actually, I actually might reach out to some of these people. All right. So we got, like, like this, I'm prospecting in real time. Um, so we see a director of marketing at, uh, at APAC, Talent Solutions. Okay. Like, I'm not really about Talent Solutions, but that, that could be applicable. So I'll save it. And I'll show you why I'm saving here in a minute at this point. Uh, and then I might be like, okay, communications program. That's interesting. That might actually be something I want to reach out to. Director of marketing at LinkedIn. Okay, I'll save that. And then- What I'll happens when in. you save them? Where do they go? 
I'm, I'm, I'm about to show y'all. Okay, okay. So, so ahead I, awesome. yeah, yeah, no, you're good. You're good. So everything I'm looking at here, I'm like, all right, like, this is good. Like directive engagement retention. Great. Okay. So now what I'm going to do, cause I don't want to spend here all day here. Cause I got to show y'all. I'm going to go back to LinkedIn. Now here's the cool thing. What happens? Where do the leads go? They go right here and save leads. Why is this important? So check this out. I have this because we were playing around with it earlier, but I have a list, an account map. So I'm going to click my original account map so y'all can see how this works. Every person you save goes into the saved leads and sales nav. Now, inside of sales nav, we're going to create our own account map. So I'm going to be like, all right. Okay, wait, before you get to the account map, you're, yeah. you're describing a workflow that you and I know so many people in the room struggle to create. I'm going to go ahead and ask this question. Do you even have a standard workflow? Because right now we've touched on three, four features that should be a part of your LinkedIn sales navigator workflow. It's okay to say, no, this is hundred percent anonymous. No one will throw a stone at you. All right. So now we're all the way down in account maps. Let's keep going. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> stone. He's wild. No. All right. So. What we're doing here, right? There's already people that self-added because I saved them earlier. I'm adding to the map. Oh, I've already reached a maximum. This is actually important. So you have to remove people if it's 10. So there's a couple people on here. I can actually just do this. I'm going to remove. And you can remove a map. I'm going to remove some people for y'all. So you can actually do this because some of these people don't even work there anymore. All right. So now we're going to add to the map. Add to the map. Oh my gosh, it's, it's blocking me all. Hold on. I got to move some more people. Uh, so, I know, I know, I know. We're going we're gonna to get it, guys. It's going to allow me to do this in a minute. Or, you know what? Okay, we're going to switch this because it's playing games with me in front of y'all. You get to this screen, Alvin, by clicking on save, scrolling down on the account and on the account page, and you'll see the saved leads from that account. Um. Okay, boom. So what's the purpose? It's... Based on the rep, like I'm showing this to people because some people are visual. They need a map for themselves to figure out how they're going to get into this organization. Most people want to know how to get into an enterprise organization. So they're going to have to map their ways into it. So I believe this would be a great use case for multi-threading as well. If, 100%. You, have, if you have an opportunity to get with, with one of these people on this list, you could then use what you learn on that call to leverage and reach out to the next stakeholder in the conversation. And it looks like this is a huge gap for a lot of people in the room. 52% of the voters do not have a standard workflow. This is a great standard workflow using these new features. Go ahead, Morgan. So when you look at this, Katie, from your perspective, the purpose of this is to give you a visual. Like, it depends on what you want to do and how you go about your workflow. I know everybody's different, but this gives an example for some people in the room right now. They're like, I need a visual. Great. Well, here's your visual. And then, yeah, okay, boom, there's already answered. This is within a single organization. Uh, so you'd have to do it by a step-by-step -step process if you want to do this. This is just an example of what you can do. So every single person that I added, I can add to this map. I can move them across the board, et cetera. I really only use this with big organizations where there's a ton of leads and there's a lot going on. I just like seeing the visual of like, what do I need to do? You could do this yourself. There's other places you could go. I just find it easier just to live within what I'm doing and make it simple for my life. So. That's the reason why I'm doing that. You can create multiple maps in here as well. And then I'm going to show you all this because it's super simple. If I say Melanie, notice how Melanie goes, oh my gosh, it's playing games with me today. All right. So 
<laughs> if you save it, and as it should, it'll add Melanie to this map, right? And then now that I add Melanie to the map, there we go. I can then add all these people too. So this just allows you to have somewhat of a workflow. So you're not just like adding people to add them and then you're running them through a cadence and you don't know what's going on. This allows you to see visuals. And no, knowing, knowing who key. to reach out to is what this provides when you map out all of the potential stakeholders, knowing what yeah. they care about, getting their titles. You'll be able to have talking points that are relevant to those. I want to pivot because I have to talk about lead filters. You said that many people get started in the lead filter spot. Uh, do me a favor, put a one in the chat if you have a, an assigned territory and a two in the chat if you don't have a territory. You have green fields. One if you have a territory, two if you do not. Morgan, while people are doing that, look at this. Great, good mix here. Talk about yeah. using these tools for territory and non-territory sales reps because that's very specific to the two groups in the room. Well, okay, so I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of accounts, but uh, I don't like the search. I'm going to be transparent with you. I really don't. It's my least favorite one that we have to look at. Okay. But but it is applicable. So if you have a certain territory, right? Obviously, it's going to be based on region. Some people, it's based on region and annual revenue, and also company headcount. It could get very granular. So. This is one of the best places to go to get the company headcount. You can get annual revenue here. You also as well can go to department headcount if you want to, right? So that's a good way of going about it if you need to do that, even location. And they also have postal code. So if you really need to get graded on a region, you can do that here. Headquarter location, annual revenue, industry. And obviously that might be a harder to determine nowadays because everyone's going remote, but you see what's going on. Headcount yeah. location can be done with region and also postal code because people ask. So if you're looking to go down that lane with territories, accounts is a great way to go. You can do this in lead filters, but accounts is an easier way to pin that point that out. Tell me about the personas filter on this lead filter list. What does the personas filter do for somebody? Um, where the personas? Yeah, sorry about the personas. Uh, oh, uh, if you go, it doesn't really do a whole lot here in terms of you talk about a relationship explorer, like the, the persona thing that we just, yeah, did. you said everybody should be having at least three to five buyer personas that they have mapped out, saved, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the, see, in the accounts, it doesn't really, it doesn't do anything for you in the accounts. Ah, okay. That's, that's just from scratch. That's why I don't, yeah, that's why I don't like it. <laughs> it doesn't, that's the reason it, there's a downfall to it. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just, it only gives you accounts. You can't cross pollinate it with your relationship explorer. You can't do that. If you go to leads though, if you give it what, let me hold on a second. If you under, if it understands like what personas you're looking for, notice how it has personas here. It comes in this, it comes into play. And like, if you search an account, those personas will come up first. Mm. If you look up, a if you look up leads, for example, Got that's it. why I like it. Like it's just, I can click here and I already have personas that I mean, I'm on accounts. I don't have personas anymore. Yeah. Right. That makes so sense. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. I'm not a fan, but if you want to use it, it's fine. I'm just saying the lead filters is way better. Way the recent Explorer and the account is way better. So that's yeah, it. there was a, another change that you wanted to talk about that I thought was interesting. Uh, they kind of moved spotlights. Uh, yes or no in the chat. Do you know about spotlights? Do you want Morgan to talk about how to use spotlights in your workflow? Yes or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we we don't. Yes, we want Rob. We want yes. Okay, we're going we're going to talk about spotlights. Nobody cares. Uh, no, nobody. Nobody wants your spotlights. Uh, talk to me about spotlights. I find that sure. I'll just keep often, the information for myself. It's cool. <laughs> totally fine. I, 
We'll just keep. We'll just keep winning, and you guys, you know, whatever. <laughs> Y'all don't need it. Then it's fine. It's cool. We'll just move on. <laughs> uh, where are you finding spotlights these days? Uh, I find this is probably one of the more useful things because this is like often the reason that you're reaching out, and that's where people struggle. It's funny. I'm laughing because it's actually the most useful thing in sales now. So if you don't want to learn it, then you literally are le- like, I'm going to be really tall. You're leaving money on the table if you're not using spotlights every single day. You literally are looking at your bank account and the money is going down. I want you to envision that right now. And that's what's happening when you're not doing it. I'm not being like egregious for no reason. Like once I show you this, you're going to be like, oh, wow, that makes sense. Okay. So spotlights added something pretty spectacular a couple months ago that I think a lot of people missed and they didn't really talk about often viewed your profile in the last 90 days okay y'all i don't think i need to explain why this is so important okay (laughs) if you if someone has viewed your profile linkedin is the only social media site in the entire world that allows you to see who's viewed your profile is the only one out of all the platforms i can only imagine if they reach out yeah, I can only imagine if it was on like IG, for example. Like, but like, like I feel but, like Morgan. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like my first message here would be like, "Hey, I use LinkedIn Sales Navigator, and thanks for stopping by my profile. What prompted you to visit my profile?" Right. Like, that's actually that's actually a really good one. Uh, what prompted you to visit my profile? The one, um, I, <laughs> Jared, Robin, and I used to mess around with this one a lot. I still do it uh, from time to time, but you got to be bold with it. Like, I don't think everyone here is going to use it, but it, it is a fun one to do. Uh, you could say like, hey, hi, James, thanks for viewing my profile. What did I do wrong? So like people will laugh at that one and they'll be like, wait, you didn't do anything wrong. And then they tell you why the, it, it works, right? So whole point is, is that if you do this, uh, viewed your profile in the last 90 days, I get the holistic search. So I've had like 8,000 right around there in the last 90 days. So, you know, it's s- solid, whatever. That's, Morgan, that's Morgan's flex right there for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's all right, whatever. It's just, it's chill. So the thing is that it's all classified by personas too. So I have it all baked in. Now, here's the thing you could filter inside of this because before you literally had to sit there in your profile views and go one by one by one by one. That's, uh, that's just terrible to do. What yeah. you could do here is you actually could filter it by seniority title. You could filter it by anything you want. So if I'm like, hey, I want to go after. VPs. We'll go back to this. What is it? Director? I think I said. Yeah. VP director. I got. I'm going to use my uh, my my A text to, to cheat here. So we look at CMO, marketing, demand, right? These people I'm going after. So now I have 222 people in the past 90 days who have viewed my profile that are a VP or director within demand generation, a chief marketing officer of marketing. So these are 222 hot these are hot people to talk to hot leads like to be real because they view my profile why did they click it you gotta y'all gotta think about this we have all the time of the day if someone clicks your profile they could have clicked what millions and billions of prompt profiles on linkedin yeah. so they clicked your profile this is uh, this is heavy intent if you're not looking at your profile views at the end of every week again you are missing out on opportunities period like you were squandering them. So I look at this every single week and I see what's going on. Now, is everybody an actual op? You know, sometimes they may not be, but at least I have an understanding of like, okay, these are people I literally could be connecting with, having conversations with that I'm currently not, right? And I need to get on it and I need to figure out what's going on. Like immediately. That's where you filter, right? That's why you type in the titles and the the people that you would sell best to when you filter this out. Here's another exactly. thing. Cross-reference these names with what's in outreach. 
I guarantee you the majority of the people that are visiting your profile are in sequences that you have running right now. And that's because 67% of our buyers look to LinkedIn or social media in general before they decide to give a salesperson time. That's why they're visiting your profile. So it stands to reason that you would do something like what Morgan and I used to do and connect with them on a blank connection request and then send them the GIF of the antelope that peeks behind the tree. What's that one? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's some, yeah, yo, there's some like hidden gems in there. You got to pay attention to this one. All right. So there's more. Everyone has a company that they're working with here, for, I'm assuming. So you also can do follow your company, right? So these are all the people that follow your company. That's a good one. This is, this is one of my favorite ones. Think about it. Someone took the time to click follow. That's a great, that's a great piece of information you need to go tap into. Do that immediately, right? You can also filter it by region as well, right? So you don't have to sit here and be like, wait, I don't have a region. You could do that. Yep. So For those of you that have territories, super key right there. <laughs> right? So we literally could go to geography, postal code, who's in my region that I need to connect with. And so he here's where, here's where most people mess up though. They're going to hear this tip and be like, ah, oh, Morgan, I have no prospects there. That's the, that's the complete wrong way of thinking about this. You need to... I would connect with every single person that follows your company in your region. Why? They followed your company, so they might be a customer. That's a good person to connect with. Yeah. They also just they just followed your company. So you should probably try to connect with them and just say hi, right? Put a face to the name. And <clears throat> these are people that could be potential prospects in the future. Yeah. You want to connect with them. Also, as well, if you want to have a higher acceptance rate, you need more people that they have mutual connections with. So the more mutual connections you have with X person, they're going to accept you. I have a higher chance. We all have a higher chance to get an acceptance rate that is higher if the mutual connections of the person I'm trying to connect with is yeah. 20, 30, 50 people. They're like, wow, this person knows people that I know. I should connect. They're in my the chance. Right. The chances you be connecting if they have zero mutual connections is super low. That's why I'm connecting with these people who follow the company because they're going to see my connection press. They're going to be like, oh yeah, I follow that company and they're going to connect with you. I'd and like that's to ask the question, deal. what was it that you saw that prompted you to follow the company, right? Because that's that's a great kickoff point for the conversation. So another, it's, yeah, it's another great point as well. Yeah. So yeah. What's, uh, what's another spotlight that you use often here? So if you want to really get, I mean, change jobs in 90 days, <clears throat> uh, this is kind of like, and this, it's not like overused, but a lot of people do use it, right? It is the commonplace one. Uh, I mean, I'm going to put it on here. I have, I have a really hidden gym here, but yeah, change jobs in 90 days. If you're not using that, you should. Most people who change their jobs, they're looking to make a change to impact in the organization. These are good people to reach out to. But here's another one that like I've been messing around with. I don't have the process workflow on it yet. I have to figure, I'm still trying to figure this out. New stuff. But I want y'all to think about this one. Okay. So I know where a lot of people are going to say before I get this tip. Oh, people don't understand that. Okay, great, cool. My whole thing is the spotlight then allows you to see who's posted on LinkedIn in the past 30 days. So think about this. Mm. There are VPs, C suites that post once every 90 days, right? Give or take. Sure. If you look, yeah, if you look at their post, and I'm not saying this is going to be for every industry and every persona, so please. Bear in mind what I'm saying. If you look at their posts, they typically have next to no engagement. Fair. 
imagine if you went to the CMO of X company, whatever they shared or they put on LinkedIn, and you left a very thoughtful comment. Not like, hey, great article. Like, no, that's not going to work. If you wrote something like, yeah, <laughs> like, no. If you wrote something thoughtful and asked the question, how many of those do you think they get? No. I, I think if you write a thoughtful and then send the question in a, a video or an email right after you leave that thoughtful message or right after they like that thoughtful message. Yeah. Right. That, that for me is the combo. I think that thoughtful commentary goes a long way, man. Massive way. So if you're already reaching out to them, they're already getting a lot of emails, a lot of messages. If I leave a thoughtful comment, they're going to remember that. So the next time that I reach out, the next time I'm going to do something, they're like, huh, I remember that person. Yeah. This is a very small detail, but I think it's important. Even if they don't remember the person, they remember the comment when you bring it up. Exactly. Yeah. The reason I'm calling you is that I saw your post and I left that comment about X, Y, and Z. Here's my question. And they're all in on that because the question is going to be directly related to what they've been interested in, what they posted about, especially if it was recent. If it's like 60 days ago, you might run the risk of them being like, I don't know, like that's that's not even on my radar anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I want to point out something. Everything that Morgan is talking about here, you'll notice it takes work. And that's something I hear Morgan echo a lot. This stuff does take time and work. So here's my question. How much time do you actually spend in LinkedIn Sales Navigator every single day? Morgan, what would you say the percentage of leads that converted to new revenue for you is generated from LinkedIn Sales Navigator best practices like you've described here? Mm. Today or even, oh, that's hard. Because as an SDR, as a trainer in the past, like I think those answers are different. I would say, okay, objectively, probably 60 to 70%. Oh, I spent a, a lot. Number. I spent a lot of time in it though. Like how much I have, I spend... Well, okay. On the upfront work, uh, ten to twenty hours I would put into certain. Uh, put into it. I put a lot of hours into it. Yeah. On the upfront, probably now thirty minutes to an hour. But I have a lot of things systemized. But like, you put that's what the upfront work is: is systemizing yeah. things that you're building. Uh, and let's say let's put a number on it so everybody understands. Uh, let's say you spend three hours on upfront work, right? During the during like a Monday morning. But then throughout the week, it feeds your pipeline. And that's what all of this does for you, no? Exactly. I have, yeah, 10 to 20 hours of upfront work. This is, but also because I train on it too. So that's probably part of it. But Fair enough. Uh, the same searches, the personas, the the lead list, the account, all that stuff. But 30 minutes to an hour, probably each week in sales now because I built everything. And all my stuff comes from sales now because I built Rolodex, digital Rolodexes inside of sales now. Like I have everything processed set up. My save searches acts as an inbound funnel. My All my enterprise accounts have maps on them. Every lead list is targeted for certain regions or certain events I'm going to in the next three months. Every single person I want to contact is already in there. So I go to sales now as the source. The problem is, is most people spend a week, three, four or five hours doing research on accounts. No. I spend 10 to 20 hours up front, so I don't have to do that. It's, yeah, it's just a different set up way the of alerts it. here. You set up the alerts here so that you get triggers all the time. And that yeah, gives triggers context for outreach. Yeah. So like I'm I'm literally every function and process in SalesNav I've built out so I don't have to spin my wheels every week being like, who am I going to reach out to? I already know that. It's already set up in that way uh, across the board. And so, yeah, there's a there's a lot to it, but... 
that's the the build out. But someone's asked to fill that again. There's, there's this, I could go through it again, but yeah, it's a lot. Uh, it, you know, so so you will get the recording for those of you that need that repeated. Don't worry, the recording will be sent to everybody here. I want to look at these results here for a second. Twenty five percent of the voters say it's always open, but that doesn't mean you're actually leveraging it to its capability. Just because it's open in the background and you're working a list and you have a list up does not necessarily mean that you've set it up properly. Morgan, would you recommend that people take a Monday morning and block off two, maybe three hours to set some of the stuff you've described up here because it would help them to talk to the right people, for example, or even find a relevant reason to reach out to a prospect that's been ignoring them? Would you say that that's, that's a best practice that you would recommend coming away from the show? Yeah, 100%. So if we... If you want to think about build out, I mean, it's it's a whole longer thing, but I'll give it in a simple way. Uh, whether it's Monday morning, Friday afternoon, you know, whatever it is, like I'm spending my time yeah. to build that out, right? And so the first thing that I would do is build out personas. So you have five buyer personas, right? You build them out inside a relationship explorer. The next thing that I would do is build my safe searches. You can do 15 save searches, I believe, last time I checked. Yep. All of these new results, by the way, are all alerts that I get. Oh, now, I quick note about the new results. <laughs> open them in a new tab and not the tab you currently have open because once you open them in a new tab, they'll go away and then you'll have to filter through all the old ones too. New tabs are the key to looking at just the new leads, right, Morgan? Exactly. So all these uh, greens, by the way, and I haven't checked them in a while because I've been doing other things, but the whole thing is like all these greens that are here, if we open it up just to give you all the context, these are all new people that entered this search. So think about it. Sales leaders that have changed their jobs in the past 90 days in North America, I have 500, no, 744 new results. That means that there are 700 people in here who have just changed their job that I can no, do not go prospect. I don't know anywhere else that you can do that. So let me go answer this question about Zoom Info. First and foremost, I use Cognizant. Shout out to them. So I don't use Zoom Info, but if you were to if you were to look at this from a contextual standpoint, Sales Navigator is going to give you the most recent up-to-date information when someone changed the job. Just so y'all know how this works, data data companies don't upload their data until about 45, 30 to probably like 45 days. Like that's just a that's just what it is. So you're not even gonna get the information. Unless you have these sales navigator triggers, by the way. So if you're waiting on that, I'm gonna anyone is gonna beat you if they have these triggers up because okay. someone changed their job first on sales nav or LinkedIn, and then it gets updated in the data, and then it gets out in like the press release if they get promoted to C-suite. So by the time you see it in a press release, I someone's already gotten you in sales nav if they haven't set up. So y'all got to think about that. So if you think about it this way, all these new ones that are in here. I have already action on them if I want to reach out. So that would be the next step after I've done my personas. I build safe searches from sales searches. I then go build list, uh, whatever list you want to build. I have them built on, and I'm just like walking you through here, right? I have them built on my own outreach. I have them based on London. I just was in London. So I reached out to people from in-person meeting. I do them based on events, potential partners, and my favorite, where is it at? Uh oh yeah, all the deals that I've closed and won over my career, right? All every single sales leader, marketing leader, executive is inside of here. I go in here every other week at the end of the month. Sometimes if work is way too busy or whatever it may be, 
and I'm figuring out, can I get a referral? Has someone changed company? Can I get a relationship going again? Right? So that's the step there. Then from there, you could do what you need to do. You could build more lead filters. You could build more stuff. But because I built the list, because I built the save searches, I have the personas, uh, I'm able to see what's going on on an ongoing basis, which allows me to be way more proactive and prescriptive when I'm doing prospecting or whatever that may be. Yeah. I, I love the uh, past closed one lead list because you have baked in credibility there, right? They've already done business with you. They trust what you say. You're in that advisor role already. Uh, I want to talk about setting up alerts because Kim asked about setting up triggers. Uh, what kind of alerts have you been setting up? Let's let's give them some good like bells to click, if you will, that will let them know that something is happening. Yeah. So let's go back. Now, okay. when you right here, you'll receive weekly emails about new results for each search. Sales have allowed you to do multiple ways of doing it. They just have committed to a weekly. Now, here's the next level step is that you could auto filter these into a folder. So I have it set up where in my email inbox, I have different labels. This is labeled under notifications. So every week I get a notification of who is new uh, and I dive into it. So that's, for example, it automatically goes into that. That's so, a great, that's a great best practice to set that up in your inbox. And when you get those emails, you can shift them over there. You can have them land there automatically and you always have a well to draw from. Yeah. You need to have, you need to have an auto filter. It's going to get lost in your noise. So auto filter it into a different folder. The folder essentially is just notifications. So then I dive into that. I, I figure out what to do from there. And then you, you can take, you can take action steps from that. So that's what I would do. Yeah. It's challenging sometimes I think to adjust our workflows and technology changes a lot. The UI changes a lot. Uh, what would you recommend to people that are set in the ways of managing a lead list from scratch every single time? Uh, how would you suggest this be something that they adopt these new features? Uh, where can they find them? How do they learn how to use them? Uh, what resources would you recommend? I would say instead of thinking about, uh, I have to learn a new process. You need to think about, uh, I'm wasting a lot of time doing my current process. Yeah. That, that invokes change. If you realize you're spending, you know, four or five hours doing something and I could tell you how to do something in 20 minutes, you would, you'd be like, that's more interesting to me. Cause then you just got four hours back. So it's not about, uh, it's hard. It's hard to look at this, look at it as changing into a completely different process. Cause then that makes it more painstaking. That makes it more difficult. You need to look at what am I doing today and how much time is it taking me to do this? If it's taking you half a day to do something and someone shows you how to do something in like half the time. You should figure out, okay, what are the steps I need to do to figure out that thing in half yeah. time, right? And so Jack put it in here. These are ways you can start building out the personas, save searches. If you can upload a list of accounts for sure. If you can go in your lead list and figure out what's going on there too. Uh, if you could, if you can do that and create manually, if you want to, and then, then you can start playing around with, with account filters. If you want, I don't recommend it, but that's where I would start. Cause if you have the save searches with the updates. You have the personas, which allow you to go in accounts and build at scale. You're good. And last thing that I'll add, because we didn't we didn't talk about this, and it's important because some people miss this part. And LinkedIn may not have okay, actually I have good data here. So you can see, I mean, these aren't crazy numbers, it's a large org, so they're not gonna be insane, but you kind of see what I'm looking at. 
Headcount growth for functions, by the way, is critical. Now, I took out some that I don't care about, but you'll see that this is another good indicator for reaching out to people. You can screenshot this. You can use it in your emails. It'll be massively applicable as well. Yeah, I, I love this look, this view, because I think sometimes we sell subscription-based products. We sell uh, per-user-based products and services. And when we do that, looking at this screen in Sales Navigator lets us know how big is the department that's going to be using the tool that I'm pitching to this decision maker, because that's going to impact a lot of things, adoption rate, price, post-purchase processes, uh, customer success at my on my side, like all of those things come into play. You can start talking about those things in advance, and that gets them thinking about their future state. I'm going to open up Q&A. So what questions do you have for Morgan J. Ingram? Put them in the Q&A, not in the chat. Uh, the first one I have here is what strategy do you use for leads who are current customers that have moved to a different company? Uh, I know how to look at them on LinkedIn, but how would you reach out to them on LinkedIn to start the conversation? How long would you wait before you send them the email after they move companies? It's a great question. It's a lot there. There is a lot. Because, yeah, because if you think about this, right? Like, okay, did you work with them? Right? <laughs> That's question number one. Because if you work with them, just call them. You yeah. know? Yo, like, what up? <laughs> it's like you move companies. It's you move company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, like it, it, it could be that, but I'm assuming this is like, it's a customer... And maybe you didn't talk to them, right? And you want to figure out how to reach out. So what I would do is first and foremost, I try to wait two months. So about maybe that's probably 45 days. Yeah. If you reach out to someone as soon as they change jobs, they're already getting blown up. So you'd want to wait at least at the two month mark to reach out because they have actually an understanding of what they're doing, unless you have the relationship, which in most cases people don't. So that might not happen, right? Yeah. So that's what you need to look at there. Uh, uh, last question here from Reagan. Can you pull an email list from your lead list that you've created? Can you pull an email list from there? Can you pull an email list from your lead list? Yeah. Does LinkedIn Sales Navigator provide you with a list of emails that's on that's from the people no. that are on a list? No, right? No, they're not going to provide you data. They, I mean, they're the most data clamped company of all time. Uh, so they're not going to do that. Um, if you were to do that, you probably would have to do an extractor from another data company, but they're not going to provide the emails from the lead list. LinkedIn personal. Yeah. Morgan, where can people connect with you? Uh, if they want to connect with me, check me out on YouTube, Morgan J. Ingram, uh, my newsletter, as well as Morgan J. Ingram. Uh, I'll drop it in here. So if y'all want to check that out and then yeah, LinkedIn, I have the, the connection limit. So you know, it's, I guess it's part of the game, but it's what it is. But yeah, if you want to check out my newsletter, I'll drop it in here if you want to check that out. Specialist, check me out. Go subscribe to the newsletter. It's definitely a good insight that comes your way consistently. It'll change the way you sell every day. Uh, there's the link. He just dropped it in the chat. Go ahead and connect with us. Sellbetter.xyz. That's our new website. We make this stuff for you. When this is over, you're going to get a survey. Please fill it out and let us know how we did today. We try to be tactical with the things that we put out there so that you guys can take actions that help you sell better. That's the name of the show. That's the purpose of us putting all of this together. Let me get a one in the chat if this has been useful. We got a great show coming up for you tomorrow, so be sure to tune in to that. And we will see you guys tomorrow live right here when we bring you another stellar guest to help you sell better. Morgan, thanks for coming in and sharing your wisdom. We really appreciate yep. your time today. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. Cheers. I'll, I'll call you later, buddy. <laughs> Bye.